G-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-
Now, I think 2024 is going to be interesting and exciting. There's a lot of things that are going to be happening that I'm looking forward to finding out what happened with, which we'll get into and talk about in just a jiffy. There you go. Thomas Christ has got it covered. Uh, hello again to you, Gazo of Oz. Hope you're well. Kehalo rocks. Whoop, Mr. Button. Mr. Button again. <laughs> hello, Kehalo rocks. <laughs> Hope you are well as well. Hope everyone is doing good. Same day. As, yeah, there you go. You've crossed over, crossed into midnight. You, it is now Friday for you too. I'm so... Anyone else get really confused by the days of the week this time of year? Yeah, right here. I've got no idea whether I'm coming or going. As we say here in Australia, I don't know whether I'm Arthur or Martha, which is a very, very weird saying. A lot of those sayings that when you actually think about them, they get really weird, don't they? You're like, I don't know whether I'm Arthur or Martha. What is that supposed to even mean? So bizarre. But yes, don't know whether I'm coming or going. I have to be careful of what I say because I got in trouble recently for saying the phrase left of centre, meaning something that, you know, is not quite normal. And then people were like, uh, you realise that that's saying like left as in politically left. And I'm like, I didn't even, I didn't even know that. So there you go. You learn something new. Every day, every week, every year around here, for sure. Uh, yes. Hello, world. Hope you're doing well. All right. Uh, let us... I'm happy that I know the month. I know. I don't work in... Remember back in the day at school and when you worked in corporate world and you have to type or write the date all the time? The only time I have to put dates in is when I'm setting up live streams. So I'm kind of glad that I don't need to really know what day of the week it is or what the date is or even what the year is, unless I'm doing a prediction show about it being... The year 2023 or 2024, right, I'm going to pour the water into my uh, Studio Live Today mug, the exclusive Studio Live Today mug, available now at uh, studiolivetoday.com slash merch. So I can't stop pimping my own merch. All right, have a quick drink. It's true. There is nothing natural about the calendar. It's all just made up anyway, isn't it? <clears throat> truth, truth. All right, let's uh, let's get in, and uh, this is the part you, you guys get to hear the bits before and after the show. Uh, the the actual podcast will just be the bit we're about to record, and then when we finish, we won't actually be finished. Okay, so if you want to hang around, if you've got any questions, if you've got any final uh, year twenty twenty three stuff, then uh, you can let me know. Exactly, the bottom right corner of your screen, or in my case, the top right, because I have a weird setup with my screen. I have my uh, thumb, my toolbar down the right hand side, and yeah, it's 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 confusing. Don't do what I do. <clears throat> there we go. Clear the throat. That's better. All right, we're going to get started here, uh, and we're going to uh, count myself in, and then we'll be jumping in to the podcast proper. In three, two. On this week's Studio Live Today podcast, it's our 2024 predictions. I'm going to give you my 10 hot takes about the year that is around the corner. Guess what? If you're listening to this in 2024, you already know what happened. So you're going to be able to rate me on this. But if you're listening to this either live or in 2023 here at the end of the year, this is what I think is going to happen. It's been an interesting year. It's been an eventful year in 2023. And I feel like we're going to have more of the same in 2024. We're going to focus in on music and technology because that's what this channel, that's what Studio Live today is all about. But I wanted to welcome you in. If it's your first time here, my name is Pete. This is Studio Live today. My goal around here is to help you create, record and release your best music. We do that through tips, tricks, tutorials and this weekly podcast. If you're listening to the podcast version, I would love it if you would leave a rating or a review. And if you're watching the YouTube version, you get to see my pretty face and you can leave a thumbs up 
and your comments. If you're here live, you can comment live, or if you're on the replay, you can leave me a comment. I'm always down there in the comment section responding to your comments, so feel free to leave a comment and let me know. What are your biggest hot takes for 2024? Yeah, it could be a very interesting year, couldn't it? Let's dive straight in, shall we? We're going to count this one down in no particular order. We're going to start with number one because that's a pretty good place to start. My number one hot take, Apple will release a new iPad Pro and it will have the M3 chip in it. Yeah, absolutely. Apple will release a brand new iPad. And here's the other thing. I think it's going to be USB-C or Thunderbolt because you know what? The M2 iPad was that one as well. And it's also going to have the camera is going to be in the center. Can I get a hallelujah? If like me, you're an iPad Pro user, one of the biggest challenges you have with this is the camera. It sits up the top there. And the newer iPads, they're actually putting the camera here in the middle. So the new iPad Pro going to be running the M3 and it's going to have a center front facing camera, which is going to be very, very useful for those of us that are using our iPad as like a daily driver machine. Now, it was a big surprise that in 2023, we didn't have any new iPad Pro. We had some new iPad movements there, but no new iPad Pro. So for my fellow music and video creation professionals that are looking for a new iPad Pro, I'm going with that. Did, did I choose low-hanging fruit to start the show? I think I did. I think going with the <laughs> going with that as a prediction is almost not a prediction. It's almost a non-prediction because it's still, uh, it, it is definitely coming. But you never know. Here's the thing with Apple. You never know. Will they just, uh, you know, do a, a beefed up version of the M2 perhaps? N no. Short answer is no. The main reason is, if you haven't been following me along with the Apple stuff, in the Max Macs, Macintosh computers, they have things like the M2 and then the M2 Pro and then the M2 Max and the M2 Ultra. The problem is all of those need cooling and the iPads themselves don't have that. So if you're sitting there wondering, hey, why haven't Apple put out an M2 Pro or an M2 Ultra or Max in an iPad? It doesn't have enough cooling in there. So it's going to be the M3 chip and it's going to be just around the corner. Uh, related to that, my number two prediction of 2024 is the iPad will not run Mac OS. And in fact, there will never be a touchscreen Mac laptop. Do you think I'm right on this one? I've been saying this for a long time and a lot of people say to me, Pete, they say, uh, why on earth do Apple not go with the trend of putting a touchscreen on their Macs? They're clearly the kings and queens of touchscreens. All of the iPhones and iPads in the world have these amazing multi-gestured capacitive touchscreens. Why on earth do they not put that into their Macs, into a MacBook Pro or a MacBook Air or a MacBook? And the answer is that I think they like the fact that they have segregated products. I know, in a perfect world, we would have our products together. And uh, there's definitely been rumours over the years that there will be, in the future, there will be a touchscreen Mac. And it hasn't come. And it doesn't seem to be coming. And I don't think it ever will. But guess what? I famously came out <laughs> in early 2023 and made the following prediction, and that is that Logic Pro would never come to iPad. It's just not going to happen. People need to settle down, calm down. It's not a happening thing. And then guess what? Less than two months later, yeah, Logic Pro on the iPad, <laughs> it landed. And I was very happy with that. I'm, I'm ha always happy to be wrong. I guess the thing I wanted to say early on here 
about predictions is that I'm always very happy to be wrong because there's nothing wrong with being wrong. I just think it's always fun to just sort of throw these out here and uh, we can reconvene in 12 months' time and see how right and how wrong was John's. And the first thing that we'll notice is the iPad Pro wasn't refreshed with M3 and everyone's buying the brand new MacBook Flip (laughs) that is a convertible tablet uh, and a Mac as well. Let's move on to number three, shall we? And let's talk GarageBand because this channel started with GarageBand. Way back when it started with GarageBand. It started with a kiss. No, it started with GarageBand on the iPhone and the iPad. GarageBand iOS has kind of been what this channel's been about for a very long time. However, GarageBand hasn't had a lot of updates, has it? And guess what? In 2024, more of the same. I know, I know, I'm so sorry. I wish I could tell you that there would be massive updates coming to GarageBand, but the fact that Logic Pro for iPad was released, if anything, signals that GarageBand is kind of at the point where all the features we have in there are the features we have in there. And I don't see brand new features. A lot of people have said to me, wouldn't it be great if GarageBand had automation for effects track or if it had sends and receives or if it had, oh, I don't know, a master track. And the problem is that uh, now they have all those things in Logic Pro for iPad. I just don't see it. What is going to come for GarageBand? I think we're going to get three new sound packs, <laughs> maybe a producer pack. So that that's really where GarageBand has got to, is that they're expanding their sound library. And yes, I know. They're all electronic sounds. They have been electronic sounds in the last year. And I think that's the direction we're going. As much as I would love to see the folk pack, the country pack, the metal pack, I just don't see it. I don't see it in the future. But hey, I've been wrong before. So surprise me. Maybe Apple come out with GarageBand, uh, uh, brand new GarageBand features in 2024. But I'm realistically not holding my breath. Speaking of Apple and new things, did you see, this is number four, but did you see the big announcement of Apple's Vision Pro VR, AR, virtual reality, augmented reality headset with 17 cameras and 47 microphones and the creepy eyes on the outside that look into your soul and you can take 3D images and yeah, I get it. It was a lot of hype. Uh, and a lot of people have criticised Apple because guess what? The price tag on this thing, this brand new headset coming out from Apple, and it's coming out this year, apparently, early 2024. So that's not a hot take because it's happening. It's a thing. But it's coming out for $3,500. And if you know anything about Apple, that'll be starting from from $3,499, which means if you want to upgrade the memory, if you want to get probably the cooler case to come with it or something like that, yeah, you're probably not going to get a lot of change from about five bills on that one. So what's so good about it and is it going to be successful? Here's my hot take on this. I think that it will do better than we think. I think that the the, the naysayers and the poo-pooers, you know who you are, that have said this is going to be an absolute failure, a flop, have probably forgotten about the iPhone. They've probably forgotten about the Apple Watch. They've probably forgotten about the iPad The first generation of all these products are not for everyone. You know who they're for? They're for the bleeding edge tech nerd geeks who want the latest and the greatest. And the developers, because the developers know 
that Apple now have a track record of releasing a product, high-end, high-price, low-penetration. But what happens is that the, the right people, the, the people that are passionate and the people that are going to make apps and develop for this platform are going to get them. And it's going to be the second, the third, the fourth gen. Like think back to the iPhone. The first iPhone didn't even have copy and paste. It didn't have an app store. You had to use web apps on it. It was actually not great. And people were saying at the time, I can't ever think of getting rid of my BlackBerry and moving to a touch screen. I need to have a physical keyboard because I'm a kind of physical keyboard kind of person. And then they got the iPhone and they fell in love with it, even though it had its limitations. So, and then version three and four and five and six and seven and eight and 10, RIP iPhone 9. We barely knew ye because ye didn't exist. So my take on this, my hot take is that, yeah, it is going to be more successful than we think. The developers are going to love it. Everyone's going to go, ooh, and ah, and then not be able to afford it. But guess what? In 2025 and 2026, when the uh, Apple uh, headset SE comes out that all of us can actually afford and buy, we're going to afford it and we're going to buy it. And we're going to think, I don't know how I live my life without strapping these heavy plastic goggles to my face. Maybe not quite, but I, I wouldn't underestimate it. Just saying. Uh, number five. We got to number five without talking about AI, so we're going to talk about AI now. Artificial intelligence. My hot take is it'll be handy, it'll be fun, it'll be useful, but it's not taking over the world. And it's not actually AI. I. Artificial intelligence is the wrong word. I've often called it human-led automation or what Apple use, which is machine learning. It's not artificial intelligence. It's not intelligent. It's not processing information. It doesn't have emotions. Definitely doesn't have emotional intelligence. And it really doesn't even have intelligence. It is regurgitating. It is like, remember the movie Short Circuit? More input, need more input. Johnny Five is alive. Yeah, it's Johnny Five. It's freaking Johnny Five. All we're doing is pumping in all this input, all this data, and it's spitting it back out in the most predictable format. But it doesn't mean that it's going to be a human. It's not going to replace all the artwork in the world because it doesn't have emotions, it doesn't have feelings, it doesn't have thoughts. It's not real. And it's not even really artificial. It's just programming. It's just data. So... And I know the whole G, uh, AI and GI and AGI and general, it, it, it's a lot of buzzwords, a lot of things going around. And I think like most things, I, I like to put myself somewhere in the realist camp. I think there's absolute pessimists that think it's going to be Skynet and it's going to take over the world and we're all doomed. And I think there's people that think this is going to be the, uh, the utopian revolution we've all been waiting for. But need I remind you of the agricultural revolution, of the uh, industrial revolution, of the technological revolution. Every time we have a revolution, it changes things. But it doesn't, like, we move on past that. And if there's an AI revolution, it'll be a short-term thing. But after that, yeah, it's going to go back to the way it was. And we could, we could talk deeply about why that is and corporations and capitalism and other things, but I'm just going to leave it at that, that AI will be fun. It'll be a tool. It's like me. It's a tool, right? That's our number five. Number six, hot take 2024. What's gonna come? Well, I think that live streaming will start to slow down a little bit. <laughs> so if you've been around this community and other communities, live streaming has um, kind of taken off. It's, it's, it's had its, it's, it's 
evolution and almost a revolution of live streaming. So thanks to tools like StreamYard, thanks to Restream, thanks to Streamlabs, thanks to OBS, thanks to a lot of things, everyone's streaming. It kind of reminds me of the blogging days. We kind of went blogging and then vlogging and then podcasting and now it's live streaming. And look, I'd be a giant hypocrite if I didn't say I thought this was a really great thing. But I think the challenge with live streaming in 2024 is going to be that it's going to need to be focused. So for instance, you'll notice that this podcast is called 10 Hot Takes Predicting 2024. If this live stream was called Hang Out With Pete and Have A Chat, yeah, that's fine for an occasional time, but I don't think that that's got the longevity behind it. Like I don't think that people are going to be lining up to watch it. And the problem is it's kind of like music, yeah, where we have these music communities. If everyone's creating and only consuming other creators, you're kind of just in this cycle. You need consumers. Like it's like the whole Patreon model. Like you need patrons to run a Patreon. If everyone's just got their own Patreon, then there's no one to be the patrons. It's like that with consuming and with consuming streams. So I'm not saying that if you have aspirations to become a live streamer, don't do it, stay off my turf. No, none of that, because I honestly think that a high tide raises all ships. But what I think I'll what I think we'll see in 2024 is a refinement and a focus of live streaming down into shorter streams that are more targeted and focused. Because I think myself included, we've started expanding out because it's fun and it's addictive to do a live stream. And it's great to hang out with your community. But you know what they say about too much of a good thing. Sometimes you need to find the right balance. Yeah. Number seven, we are getting through these. Number seven, Bandcamp will rise and people will want to support individual artists. So onto a more music-specific topic here now, I think that like Patreon has done for us content creators, people are going to want to support people's music more directly. And look, they already are. Through things like merchandise and through things like buying music, it's happening. But at the moment... People still think the holy grail is getting your music out there to Spotify and to Apple Music. And look, I, I agree with that. I mean, DistroKid, a major online distribution platform, are one of the major sponsors of this channel. And I love the idea that everyone, the democratization of music distribution is great. Everyone can get your music out there. You can look up your favorite band. I can see Foo Fighters and then Pete Johns and then Muse. That is amazing. But the challenge is when people want to support you, I mean, a lot of things that go on like stream teams, that doesn't work. So what, what is a stream team? Well, that's where, you know, a group of people get together and they're like, hey, I know what we'll do. Let's all stream each other's music and get a whole bunch of Spotify plays and then we'll all get a bunch of royalties. A, doesn't really work. B, doesn't really make that much money. C, is against the terms of service of pretty much every streaming platform. And D, if you get caught, you usually get your music removed and banned for life. So not worth it, right? So I think the direct created to consumer model is the future of supporting independent creators. And I think the more that we see from places like SoundCloud and Spotify and YouTube and all of these big, uh, big streaming platforms and big music platforms, that's not really steering in the right direction for independent creators, the more I think things like Bandcamp have an opportunity to really step up and become it. The, the challenge I have with Bandcamp is it's a little clunky to use and I'm not going to open up a separate Bandcamp app to listen to people's music. But it's almost like, it's, it's almost more about the support 
So it's almost more like a donation platform than it is an actual music sharing platform. But I, I do strongly believe in the 2024 uh, creators, especially independent creators, will go uh, a little bit over a lot of what the, the larger streaming platforms and services are doing. Uh, I'm going to go and, and do direct-to-consumer support. Number eight, speaking of music streaming and music platforms, uh, what about SoundCloud? The old cloud of sounds. Look, I think it's kind of on its last legs. I think it's been dining out without the risk of being negative. It's been dining out on the success of some SoundCloud rappers, of people like Lil Nas X and others that came up from nowhere, shared some stuff on SoundCloud, got really popular and now they're mainstream successful. I, for one, think that SoundCloud are trying to do too much. They're trying to be everything to everyone. They've gone with the pro model. They've gone with advertising. If you go to SoundCloud now, it used to be a very clean, very simple interface. It now has all the bells and whistles. And I personally don't like it. Um, and look, you may love SoundCloud and please like what you like. If, if there's something in these hot takes, these are, these are designed to get you thinking at least. And if you completely disagree, that's fine and great and perfect. Uh, feel free to. But for me personally, I think that SoundCloud have kind of lost what they had. Originally, they had that real underground indie vibe. And I get it. As soon as you have to go into the world of being a business and being profitable, you need to make decisions based around how you can, you know, keep the lights on. So I get it, but I just worry that when you try to be everything to everyone, you end up being nothing to no one. And I think that's the way that SoundCloud are going. But interested in your thoughts, please let me know if you have feelings or opinions on that one. Number nine, speaking of streaming platforms that start with S, hasn't it been an interesting year for Spotify? What is 2024 going to bring for Spotify? Well, I think that Spotify will actually start losing its overall share of music streaming. At the moment, it's the number one music streaming platform in the world, especially in Europe and the UK. It is amazingly popular. Like Spotify is synonymous with streaming music. Apple Music, no. YouTube Music, no. Amazon, Tidal, Deezer, no. It's all about Spotify. However, I think that's about to change. Spotify made some interesting decisions in 2024. It actually was the first year that Spotify actually made a profit and they celebrated that by uh, laying off a large chunk of their workforce. And again, I understand it's a capitalist society we live in and there are corporate realities when you have a corporation. You have to be able to be sustainable and return profits, either for your individual investors, your owners or what your shareholders. However, Spotify have uh, had a few little hurdles and a few little trip-ups along the way. And the most recent one here in 2023 has not really gone down well with independent creators. And a lot of people have jumped at shadows and, and started removing music from Spotify and potentially overreacting. So if you haven't caught up on it, what Spotify did is they came out and said, well, they didn't actually. What Spotify did is according to sources that spoke to Spotify, Spotify are planning on doing a few things, the most controversial of which is reducing the amount of royalties paid to smaller creators. So introducing a threshold that, and this is the problem, they didn't announce it, so we don't have specifics, but let's say that you needed to get a thousand streams before you got paid royalties. And the reason behind this, apparently, was that the major labels and the major artists were not happy 
because guess what? Us little upstarts, us home studio musicians who are creating and recording and releasing our best music out to Spotify are taking up 10 to 15% of the royalties and that's 10 to 15% less money that's going into those major labels and artists. And we know that the A&R for that major label, they wanted to buy that ivory back scratcher and now they can't because we want to get our $3 of streaming royalties from Spotify. And because there's 10,000 of us and we all want our $3, that's, I'm not good at maths, but a lot of money. So well, what a lot of people did is that they jumped at this and they're like, right, Spotify equals evil. And they pulled their music and they said, I'll never use Spotify again. I think that's an overreaction. And I think we need to wait and see. So I think 2024... Spotify have got a couple of choices. They either come out and they say, we are about the community. We do care about small creators. In fact, we care about all creators and we're going to do the right thing by you and try to be as fair and as open and as honest as possible. I, for one, don't think that's going to happen. I think the problem is that they've been a closed network. They've made some interesting decisions. They've paid large podcasters, large sums of money. They've tried to get into podcasts. There's been rumors that they're getting into video as well, which... I would highly recommend against and suggest against. They probably want to become a social network like a TikTok or like a Facebook because they want to start implementing sort of more social things. And again, you know what Spotify were great? They were a great music streaming platform that had a good community where you could share playlists. You knew what your mate was listening to. They knew what you were listening to and you could discover. They were a great music discovery platform and you could find out what was hot and what was not in the world of music. I think every time these companies, and it's not just Spotify, but every time companies try to do something different or more, they dilute their core competencies and they don't do it as well as the people that are doing it. It would be like if I started a gaming channel. I'm not a good gamer and Pete John's gaming wouldn't be as good as I don't know any gaming channels because I don't know what I'm doing and like it wouldn't be worth it and I would dilute down you would not get the same content that you get around here you would not get the tutorials and tips videos and the the live streams about music and music creation and music sharing if I decided to branch out into a whole bunch of other topics doesn't mean I never can if it's related as we've seen I now do a happy hour show where I play other people's music and I do your music live and occasionally I'll share something a bit fun and different but if it dilutes the core competency that I have and I stop doing what I did originally that you signed up for, that could be a problem. And I fear that that's what Spotify are doing and what's the outcome going to be for 2024. I think they lose their crown as the ultimate number one. Plus, I think a lot of it's nostalgia. I think a lot of people keep using Spotify because of the nostalgia value. They've used it. They've had it. They've got all their playlists there. They don't think that there's an alternative. Guess what? There are. And I think they're coming. Before, before we go into uh, our final, our final one, uh, a few that didn't quite make the grade, uh, USB-C will be everywhere. So we've already sort of seen that even with Apple. When, when Apple, when iPhones start using USB-C, you know that USB-C is becoming ubiquitous. I just wish, I wish, I don't think it will, but I wish in 2024 that they would actually use USB-3 speeds for USB-C plugs. Because guess what? About 98% of what I own that has a USB-C plug is literally just a USB 2 with a USB-C plug on the end. Because remember, the standards are so mixed up and USB 3 is the faster speed. But that can be done on a regular USB plug. It just so happens that most of the USB-C stuff we have out there is still slow. 
And I think that will be the case in 2024. Uh, I think there'll be major, uh, there'll be a major business taken down by data and security breaches. So we've seen a lot of this happening lately. We've seen a massive amount of companies with data breaches and with challenges with their data and data integrity. And I think that that's going to continue to the point where someone you know and love may breach and leak your data. So I think that's an almost definite thing to happen in 2024. And what can you do about it? Secure your data, folks. Share the minimum amount of data you need to with large companies. If it, are, if, if it says optional in that field, don't put it in because if they don't need it, you shouldn't be giving it to them. And always, always use a different password for every place and use two-factor authentication if you can, preferably with an authenticator app as opposed to SMS. If you do those couple of simple things, even if these companies do have serious problems, you'll probably be okay. Next up, uh, I think X will be abandoned by Elon Musk and the new owner will attempt to roll back the changes and turn it back into the Twitter classic. And I think they will fail because I think we're all just so sick of Twitter and X and the whole saga that uh, everyone, or at least most of the people I know and most sensible people have just gone, nup, mic drop and out. And that's all I got to say about that. I think the physical media revolution or evolution will continue because nostalgia, because Gen X, because us old farts. And we'll, we'll want to be collecting actual physical media. What I hope but don't think is that CDs make a comeback. Because you know what I got an absolute metric butt ton of? Compact discs. <laughs> but yeah, compact discs uh, have the, the, the problem, like the, the least desirable qualities. They're very poorly made bits of plastic. They're not actually really nice to touch and hold. And the audio quality is no different, but slightly worse than what you're going to get on a streaming platform because it's just a 16-bit digital file anyway. So CDs have got a rough uh, uphill battle, I believe. The other thing, uh, I hope YouTube changed the bell. I've, I've had this fantasy. This isn't going to happen, but I thought I'd just throw this in for fun. Wouldn't it be funny if YouTube turned the notification bell into a siren or uh, a uh, some I don't know. I don't know what it could be. What could it be? But I just love the idea that everyone that for years, almost decades, has said, uh, yeah, hit, the, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. I want them to turn the like button into a, uh, into a plus button. I want them to turn the bell into a spaceship that just goes pew, pew. And I want them to turn the subscribe button into a follow button just so that everyone that's ever said like, comment and subscribe makes absolutely no sense in the future. Why? Because I think it would be funny. That's why. All right, so they're, they're, the, they're the didn't make it, but let's go into number 10, the final thing. I think that 2024 will be the year that we all look at all of our subscriptions and we unsubscribe to a bunch of stuff. I think the subscription model has pushed us to our wits end. The the greed and the money hungry uh, companies that keep putting the prices up whilst reducing the quality of the content or the services that we're receiving are going to finally realise that they've pushed too far and they're going to start suffering for it. And I, I equate this to a very weird thing, that the analogy I'm going to draw is that here in Australia, we have something called the Big Bash League. And you're like, Pete, where are you going with this? It's a cricket league. It's T20 cricket. And my Australian friends and my UK friends, you'll know about T20 cricket. And it was really popular. So the first few years, so here in Adelaide, we have a stadium that filled 50,000 people. And virtually every game would be a sellout. 
which I didn't like because, you know what, I don't like being in a crowded venue with lots of people. I like a bit of space. But I would still go because I liked it. So 50,000 people in the stadium and they played six games per year. And you know what they did? You know what's better than six games per year? Eight games per year. And so they played eight games per year. And they were still getting good crowds, 40,000, 45,000 people to each game. So they said, this is fantastic. Ten games a year. Crowds started dwindling. 30,000 people would go to the games now. I know. I know what will bring people back. 12 games a year. Crowds went down to 15,000, 20,000. So what I'm saying is that this is exactly what we're seeing with a lot of these subscription models is that they their prices are going up while the value is diluting. And I think that we're going to see places like Netflix, Disney+, Hulu, Amazon, YouTube, all of the subscription services that we're paying for right now, Spotify, if they start delivering less value but charging more and people have less disposable income to spend on those services and there's more competition between services, we're simply going to use less. So instead of filling those stadiums, we've now got 20,000 people. Instead of having 10 subscriptions and paying $100 per month in 2024, guess what? I'm probably going to have five subscriptions and pay $50 a month. So thank you, services, for uh, being greedy, shooting yourself in your own feet, and actually ending up with less. By trying to get more, you're going to end up with less. Yes, you knew that number 10 was going to be some lefty hippie thing from John's, didn't you? Absolutely. <laughs> so that is that is my hot take. That is my 2024 predictions. But what do you think? I would love to hear from you. Please leave your comments. Let me know what you think is going to happen. Do you agree with what I've said? Do you disagree? Do you fundamentally disagree with everything that I've said here today? Well, that's good because you get the right to. Remember, you do you, boo. Uh, you do you in 2022. No, 2024. No, you, you you have the right to have an opinion. I wrote a song about it called Your Opinion. You have the right to think and to say and to do whatever you want, but there are consequences to your opinion. Don't forget that. Freedom of speech does not mean freedom from consequence. Getting a bit serious towards the end here. That is going to do it for this podcast. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you got you thinking and scratching your head and wondering what the year will bring, but I did want to wish you all a wonderful 2020. For, and as we say at the end of each and every show around here at Studio Live today, please be kind to yourself, be kind to others, keep creating, and I'll see you next time. And that is the podcast. I hope you had a fun time. <laughs> so this is the show after the show. What have we got? We've got ourselves about 15, 20 minutes to have a little bit of a chat here and uh, finish things up. Uh, I'm going to go back and uh, and read the comments because uh, I knew I'd get distracted. Uh, anything that's got a cue, I'm going to uh, I'm going to tag here. So I did see. Well, I didn't do that well. So I'm just going to scroll up here and uh, we're going to talk about what all of you had to say about all the things here. But I'm just looking for cues first because I saw a couple of questions pop up as we went through. So we're going to. Uh, I saw that. I saw that there was a. Uh, yeah, I, I saw Jade say, yeah, those are warm takes. They're not hot takes, I know. I do want him to get rid of that, um, the bell. <laughs> I don't know why. I just think that would be hilarious if they got rid of the bell. I thought it would be funny just to, uh, just to do something different. All right, so we're going to go right back to the top here and see what folks 
are uh, we're talking about as we went through all of the different options that we thought about. <clears throat> yeah, MacBook can run way bigger problems. Um, best of both worlds don't coexist in the same world. Yeah, that's the problem. Uh, and yeah, as Mark says here, always wait. If you want to buy something and you don't need the latest and greatest, uh, wait till the new one comes out and then buy the second to newest one. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm mostly an iPad user, but now that I'm using the Mac, I'd love to be able to have one device to rule them all. Would be kind of nice. Uh, one addition I'd like to see to GarageBand, a link to my Logic Pro subscription. Want more features? Try out Logic Pro iPad today. And look, they've, they've started doing that, Thomas. You know, that's what they've done is it's not right at the front there, so it's not super marketing-y. But if you go, for instance, in GarageBand right now, if you go to the sound uh, library, uh, you'll see there a little link that says, um, uh, I think it's there. Now, now I'm not sure. Now I've got to check myself. Sound library. Uh, yeah, it's got Logic Pro for iPad free trial. So, yeah. We will get a new trap pack. It'll be full of beefy 808s. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they should just give you the free trial for free like the U2 album back in the day. That'd be fun. Uh, they're going to pull a rabbit out of the hat to compete with existing. Yeah, uh, and that's the thing. The problem, though, that I've had with VR, problem with all the VR headsets and AR headsets is that they're good, they're great as a novelty thing, but you've got to be really committed to keep using them. For instance, my children got the, uh, what's the one called? The Oculus Quest 2 Pro? What? No, not Pro. Anyway, they use that and they used it every day for hours in the first week and then every second day for an hour in the, th the third week. And now they use it maybe once or twice a week. <laughs> and it's usually just to play the one game that they like to play. So I think if you want it to be the perfect device, it needs to be different. different. Yeah, GarageBand is great. It still does. I, I was saying on Jay's show before, it does 90% of what 90% of people need to do. It's pretty much the perfect thing for most people. You have all the artificial intelligence. Uh, see, there's a difference between artificial intelligence and uh, just thinking you know stuff that you don't. <laughs> Call that the Dunning-Kruger effect. Uh, if our Obot, over, Obot? robot overlords are watching in 2024, hello from the past. Yeah, hello, hello. Uh, exactly. It is it's smart to make it at the high end because if you try and make it available to consumers first and your first model is a failure and no one will forgive you, but if you make it a limited run of a high-end product and only a few people buy it and they all love it and tell you that they're great – then people will want it and when they can afford it, they'll get it. I did that with the Apple Watch. I didn't buy it until they brought out the SE and then I bought the SE because it was like an Apple Watch that had all the features I needed, none that I didn't. Uh, is this live? I can never tell. Yeah, I am live. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Apple's VR will work if they push app integration first. It's the one segment of the market no one's got working correctly yet. Yeah, exactly. Uh, hello, Wind Talker Music. Hope you are doing well as well. And Mike Swell, embrace it. Uh, podcasts, influencers have already started shorter streams, but more often seems to be a hit. Popular influencers. Yeah, I think that's where it's going to go. I think that streaming is going to go um, a bit smaller. Uh, I probably am a woke socialist Marxist. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely closer to that than a uh, dictator. A what, What's the other one? The one that that guy is? Um, anyway. <laughs> Uh, the physical products I know physical media is interesting isn't it uh, Bandcamp survived yeah I think Bandcamp's got a good thing going on uh, I, I don't think SoundCloud is is for the future I, I just don't think it's uh, I don't know have you been there lately 
Let's go there. In case you didn't know what I was talking about with why I'm not a fan, if you go to soundcloud.com, look at what you're greeted with these days. Like, what the hell? What's going on? Stop it. Stop it. Like, eligible Nest Pro artist uploads are recommended to people who are likely to enjoy them. What the hell is Next Pro? And why? Huh? Try for free. Learn more. Like, this is the pop-up I get straight away. Let's close that. Okay, cool. I, I can see my recently played here. You've almost reached your plans upload. But try Next Pro to get unlimited uploads. No, thank you. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's just messy, man. I don't know. It's not good. And the mobile app's always been really, really, like, not good. Ah, uh, my nine live song. Forgot about that one. Yeah, I think it's on its way out. What about MySpace? MySpace coming back? Let's let's get a comeback for MySpace. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I reckon. I reckon they're gone. But hey, maybe maybe they'll revamp. Bandcamp is a new SoundCloud. I still like Slaps.com. Yeah. I like Slaps.com. Uh, music on SoundCloud and website on GeoCities. Yeah, comments on MySpace. You just put just put everything everywhere. Be it all old. What's the the other one? The tripod. Yeah, GeoCities. Uh, those weird community ones where you was it GeoCities? It was that, wasn't it? That it was it tried to use the the skeuomorphic kind of view of like a neighbourhood, and you'd like walk between people's websites, which were like their houses. I don't know. Uh, the whole art form of the packaging is coming back. I've had a few CDs with double gate. That'd be cool. Yeah, I think that's the thing. I think if you're going to sell a CD. It's got to have some good stuff. And like Pearl Jam did well back in the day. They had some really interesting, like their No Code, was it? The No Code album that was like a gate, was it gatefold? It was like a fold out one, came with like postcards in there and all sorts of weird shit. Like it was good. But yeah. I, I don't either, Thomas. I, I have CDs and I even, uh, I tried to, find, I had an old USB CD burner that doesn't seem to work anymore. I found my old DVD burner slash player uh, and that just only plays about 10% of discs I think I need you know what I want I miss my old little trailload Sony CD player that's all I want hello Penda there it goes what about Reverb Nation since uh, Bandlab acquired it a few years ago I haven't heard or seen a lot of Reverb Nation lately but uh, it, it, it does kind of the same thing doesn't it I need to explore it more. DIY shouldn't mean you're all alone. Join as artist, join as fan. Yeah, okay. Artist launch career here. What makes Reverb Nation difference? Yeah. So I guess this is kind of trying to be the somewhere in between, the the, the independent but with support. So, yeah, look, it's definitely, I mean, instantly much cleaner than um, than SoundCloud. Yeah. I don't know. I think everything. Oh, look, it's the what does Corey Doctorow call it? The the inshitification of the internet. Um, that everything that used to be good, like we've kind of missed and lost the purpose of what things were for before. We've we've changed things to the point where we've just basically added shit to them. <laughs> so instead of going, this is successful. And look, I know people are going to say, well, Johnsy, you're saying that nothing should ever change and everything should stay the same. No. And I agree with experimentation and with with attempting things and throwing it at the wall and seeing what sticks. But that should be ten that should be the Google model of that's ten to twenty percent of your business and eighty percent is your core competency. But it seems like businesses these days are having less and less of their their time and effort on their core competency and more and more on just 
trying to be other things. Like YouTube, YouTube this year tried stories because Instagram. They tried shorts because TikTok. They tried posts because Facebook. Like there are so many things you can do and everything is just becoming, everything's being enshittified to the point where everything is everything these days. That's my take on it anyway. Uh, hello, John Paul, JP Music UK. I hope you are doing well indeed. Oh, the mini disc. Wasn't the mini disc delightful? So it was a failure in the US. It was semi-good in Australia and apparently it had quite a lot of traction in the UK and Europe. The old dual cassette decks are amazing, aren't they? Love it. Love the dual cassette decks. Uh, Spotify needs to become a player-centric platform, Okay, Pay the artist you listen to like when you bought it. Basically, yeah. Spotify needs to embrace their, their, again, I keep saying the words core competencies because I think that's what it is. I think Spotify were best when they were focused on playing music, paying the artists for the music that was being played, and then putting it in playlists so that you can share with other people. That's about it. Everything else they do on top of that is just not as good as where it is on its native platform. Anyway. <clears throat> oh, you've been stung by Sony in both their leaks. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no, look, then what, what did you expect uh, from me? I'm, I'm the fence sitter from way, way back. I did I did my 10 seconds on uh, on Elon as well. <laughs> oh, man, you know, mini discs, mini discs. Uh, the gong, yeah, you wanted to just smash the gong to cowbell. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I like that. I like the gong, definitely the gong. Yep. Gen X old farts and the new tech is still cool. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, subscription. Subscription. Exactly. Uh, do, 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 do. I'll just see if they've got anything else. 2024 is the year I made a load more courses for loop pedals. Nice. Uh, and hope to go full-time on YouTube. Don't do it. Don't no, no, do it. It's fun. It's fun. <laughs> it's not stressful. It's not a... Uh, yeah. Uh, that's a good question. AI and intellectual property damage. I just don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know. It depends. Depends on what it's doing and how serious you take it. I get, see, I'm more concerned by, I think Jade said on her show, I'm more concerned by the fact that AI is going to feed AI is going to feed AI. And at the moment, AI's, AI artwork is okay and it's fed all on human art. But when it's fed on its own rubbish, it's going to be shit in, shit out, isn't it? Isn't it going to just keep getting worse? Uh, they did that with the NFL too. Added an extra week in games or more days of the week. Just meant worse play and more stars injured. Yeah, that's all that happens. You just, you just, if you push things too hard, and I, I get it, I get it. Like we as YouTubers do the same things. We have a really successful video about a topic. So we're like, I oh, know, I'll double down and make another video. It doesn't work that way. You've covered the topic. You need to find something else that's going to work. You can't just keep doing the same thing all the time. Yeah, I know. I wish, I wish, I wish we could have that. Here in Australia, we have quite a lot of free sport on TV, but not all. To the point where I've had to um, subscribe to another $30 service. Um, yeah. It's not fun. It's not fun. Warm takes complete. Absolutely. Uh, we need to develop. Uh, we need someone to develop a clearinghouse for CDs from independent artists. CDs are not dead. I hope not. I hope not. I like CDs. I used to love sticking a CD on. Uh, are you going to mess with any band? Oh yeah. Look, I think I need to re-explore BandLab. Haven't played with BandLab in a while. A lot of people really dug the BandLab stuff. Like one of my most popular shorts of 2023 was using Auto Tune on BandLab. So maybe I need to do that. 
uh, AI will become a thing. <laughs> AI music will become a thing. What do you reckon? What do you reckon about uh, AI music? I think it'll become a thing, but I'm not going to sit down and listen to a lot of AI music. I don't think. It's not the sort of music I like. I think for for very cookie-cutter generic electronic music, sure. Like for backing music for videos, sure. For a bit of lo-fi stuff that's very predictable, sure. But I don't know. What I like What I like about music, if you've listened to your music live, what I like in music is dynamics and change-ups and the unexpected. And I think AI engines, by their very nature, are generally not dynamic and they're generally not random. They don't have that serendipitous nature that a human is going to inject into something. But hey, I could be wrong. Maybe there'll be amazing AI that creates really variable music. Maybe not. Uh, Spotify is currently the scourge of the music industry. It's just a glorified version of the old Napster. Except you have to pay for it. Except you have to pay for it. (laughs) Yeah, this is me mad. This is about as mad as I actually get. Oh, uh, need one of the big hitters to change music century streaming service where they pay only the artists you listen to. Yeah, see, that's the thing. I know that what I pay for through YouTube Premium, which is my music and video... Yeah, I don't even know. Like, this is the thing. It's not transparent. We don't know how they calculate that. Like, I know the vast majority of it goes to their own expenses. I know of the, what is it? At the moment, it's $18. It's going up to $35 or something ridiculous. But I know of all of that, probably 70% of that goes to cover their own costs. And of the 30%, which might even be a little bit adventurous, that they have left, that probably goes to mostly larger artists and probably not at a direct proportion, definitely not at a proportion to what I personally have listened to. It's It's got to be on more of an aggregated way. Uh, can I use an old CD player with power monitor speakers? Yeah, you should be able to. Uh, old CD players normally, normally have their own sort of pre-amplification built in. So unlike record players. So record players you can't. You need a, especially older record players, don't have a preamp. So you need a preamp, a phono preamp, to be able to actually hear it, <laughs> amplify the sound. Uh, but CD players, digital, should be absolutely fine. They usually have their own built-in amplification. And even amplified speakers, like without a preamp, probably not going to play it well. Uh, the old Aller, yeah, I know that. And that's the thing. Everything's a bit overhyped. I said it on Jay's show. I might have said it on this show too. But nothing is as good or as bad as you think it is. Like when you when things are going terribly, you think, oh my God, this is the worst thing that's ever happened. And when things are going great, you're like, euphoria, everything is great. But as Ron Ward says, everything is everything. Absolutely. And I know, we live in a capitalist society and I'm part of it. I'm part of the problem. Floppy disk, is floppy disk coming back? We can hope, we can dream. There's still some places where floppy disks, floppy disks, <laughs> floppy disks are used. Uh, would you prefer vinyl or CDs to make a comeback? That's an interesting one. I don't know. Maybe. Yes, AI in the right hands is amazing. Do not fear it. Yeah, that's the thing. It's a tool. Again, the, the people were terrified. The first electric instrument that was made, people were terrified because they're like, that's not a real instrument. That's not using real amplification. First electric guitar, people were like, oh, this won't take off. The first electric keyboard, people were like, but, but where's the feeling? Where's the heart? This is all fake stuff. Now, we don't care. Yet, electronic music had the same problem. No, it's not. I remember back in the day, I was like, no, I'm into, I'm into rock music, all this disco, disco, all this techno music with its electronic stuff. I don't like it. 
it's fine. It's just a tool. I know. I just can't get. I just can't get angry enough about things. Maybe I'll. Uh, maybe in the future, as I get older, maybe I'll be an angrier old man. If you can't play a real instrument, perform live. I don't consider you a good musician worth listening to. But that's me, exactly, Mike. But that's you. And other people are going to be totally different. Your mileage may vary, each to their own. Do you do you? All that jazz. So yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think we're all going to be fine, folks. <laughs> what I like to say to my wife is, it's okay. Everything will be fine until it isn't. <laughs> what else can you do? You can't sit around worrying about everything else in the world that everyone else is going to be doing, right? All right, I'm taking my own advice, and we're going to finish up shortly, uh, so that we're within the hour, and uh, we don't uh, we don't get into overtime here. And as you heard there at the start, my voice chose a very poor time to uh, to crap out on me, so I'm going to have to actually edit. <gasps> Hopefully, I don't forget to uh, edit that first bit where I forgot to drop. Where I forgot to get that. Uh, yeah, grumpy old man. Grown-Ass Man 2 coming in 2024. Bring it on, baby. Bring it on. All right. Uh, so, yeah, if you missed me on Jade's show today, you can go back and watch that because that was a heck of a lot of fun. We, If you like this sort of ranty behaviour, we ranted for a good hour and a half about all this sort of stuff. And, uh, yeah, you get to hear me swear over there. So that's always a good thing. Uh, but I hope you've enjoyed this one. What's coming up next? Well, we've got a big weekend, as we always do here. Just because it's the... Just because it's the holiday season, just because it's the end of the year, doesn't mean we're not producing and delivering on some cool stuff. We've got a happy hour coming up. It's going to be our final happy hour of 2023, a bit of a celebration of music on that one. And then, of course, the final, the New Year's Eve version of Your Music Live, just around the corner. That's going to be a heck of a show where we're finishing up, we're polishing up, I'm pulling in all of the songs. It's going to be a long one because I'm going to try and play as many of the tracks that we have there so that we have a fresh slate uh, coming up soon. Uh, we got uh, we got Ron ready. Is Ron coming up? Let's uh, let's check let's check the schedule, shall we? Because uh, I'll, I'll put a link in here if we've got Rockin' Ronnie Ward coming up soon. Everyone's got to go check out Ron Ward. He's the man with the plan. There you go. You only got, you only got half an hour to wait. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a pre-like over there on Ron. There you go. And uh, is Moon going to be there? We need to, Ron, we need to get Moon and Basil up on the cameras and see if they, no, dogs can't actually see on screens, can they generally? Like, especially my dog. He's very blind now. Um, there you go. He's, he's popped it up there. So go over to Ron now. Leave him a like there. Uh, I don't think I can dump you. I'm not sure. I'll, I'll try. I'll try. You know what I'll do? I mean, <laughs> while I set this up, I, I meant to actually put a, an ad break in there. So I'm going to put an ad in here right now. And then while the ad break goes in there, I'm going to try and uh, see if I can change this to set up <laughs> to set up Rockin' Ronnie Ward. Uh, where are we? We're in our current show. We're going to go into that one. No, that's not going to work. Uh, this is all great video, by the way. This is what you get around here. This is part of the fun here on Studio Live today. Just to save you an extra click, because why not? I'll see if I can, uh, can customise this. Uh, it's not letting me. No, use, use the link that Thomas gave you. Use that one there. Or just type Ron Ward into your chat of choice your your thing uh life's too short thanks for sharing your experience and your wisdom oh, thank you mike appreciate you appreciate all of you uh there you go all, all good yes you can go over to that link there 
Oh, that is going to do it for the podcast for 2023. We'll be back in 2024 with some more topics, some more guests, some more fun times. But until then, please be kind to yourself, be kind to others. Keep creating, folks, and uh, have an awesome 2024. See you next time. Bye for now. It's too late to say goodbye.